Blog Talk Radio. Romans 2 and 5. Nope. Righteous judgment of the Most High, who will yep. render unto every man according to his nope. deeds, to them who by patience, continuing yep. some well-doing seat, no nope. glory and honor, and immorality, yep. eternal life. But unto them that are nope. contentious, and do not obey the yep. truth, but obey unrighteousness, indignation, and wrath. Uh, Great Luke, yes. You an African-American? Nope. You believe that's your heritage? Yep. Do you know who you are? Nope. King, queen? Nigga with back? Nope. Do you shine like a star? Yep. Think they gon' tell you? Nope. We gon' explode. Yep. Yeah. They gon' take your life? Nope. So many secrets in the vault? Yep. Do this knowledge count? Nope. Hop in the book to my? Yep. Do you follow these laws? Nope. Do they still exist? Yep. Have time to wait? Nope. Do we have grace? Yep. Continue in sin? Nope. I'ma ask you again. Yep. Should we continue in sin? Wow. 
from You got to choose one Who you gonna choose the most I heard theater To cite to choose from You got to choose one Who you gonna choose Who you gonna choose Got to choose Alright, alright, alright You gonna learn today Alright, alright, alright You gonna learn today All right, all right, all right. Salam, 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 salam. To the 12 tribes worldwide. Yahweh by Shami Hawashai, Brother Thumb. And to the sisters out there, Yahweh Shema Allah, Thumb by Shami Hawashai. And what I say was the Most High in Christ. Bless you uh, to, uh, to, uh, all the, to all the brothers out there and to all the sisters out there. Uh, may the Most High watch over you in the name of Christ. Shalom. You, you reached another episode of uh bible talk i've decided to go ahead and change the name just like um we we have a name change going on if you haven't noticed with with, with uh with bible talk with uh, our classes in houston hell even uh, san antonio houston norfolk and, and and rochester we've had the isbhbk um title for such a long over 10 years but what we're finding what we're seeing is that so many people when they do an internet search for isbhpk or the Israel School of Biblical History and Practical Knowledge. ISUPK keeps coming up. And we are definitely affiliated with, with uh, all Israelite groups, anybody who, who's trying to help wake up the 12 tribes of Israel and trying to uh, help get us back to the Most High. Uh, we're with them. But uh, to say that now, uh, if it's not under General Yohanna or under this person or that person, whatever, it's not the truth. We don't subscribe to that because uh, how can you how can you not be the truth when we're dealing with our nationality, right? And dealing with our nationality, we are who we are. It's, that's our nationality, all right? So what was decided was uh, we're going to change the name, and for the brothers and uh, the families, the schools in Houston, in uh, uh, Houston, Norfolk, and Rochester, they're going going with the title of uh, Stream of Wisdom or SOW um, for the Stream of Wisdom, uh, Houston, Stream of Wisdom, Norfolk, and the Stream of Wisdom, Rochester. And then for our school here in San Antonio, the, the name was already the Sport of Truth. Uh, that was established back in 1991. So the school here in San Antonio is still uh, the Sport of Truth, is no longer just known as the ISBHPK. And the reason we even came up with the ISBHPK, just, just a little trivia, a little, little history, is that we, we were starting to do a lot of um, uh, we were starting to go to a lot of colleges, and we were starting to want to put on a lot of seminars. So in doing so, and, and want to have some, some, some cohesion and some unity, uh, uh, we came up with the Israelite School of Biblical History and Practical Knowledge, because that's what we deal with. We deal with biblical history, and we still want to keep the thing that, yeah, and, but the Bible is not a, a religious book. It's a book of practical knowledge. So that's why we went with the ISBHPK. But just, just to avoid any confusion with anybody that wants to get our content, um, because again, when you do a uh, internet search for us or Google search for us or a, a series or, or whoever uh, search for us, it will always lead to, um, 
uh, which is not a problem, but if you're trying to get our content, it was lead you to the uh, Israelite School of Universal Practical Knowledge. So the decision was made to go ahead and change the name. Uh, so with that being said, again, the school here in San Antonio is this, uh, the Sport of Truth, uh, San Antonio, um, the SOW, the Stream of Wisdom for Houston, the SOW or Stream of Wisdom for Norfolk, and the SOW, uh, Stream of Wisdom for Rochester. As far as Bible Talk, when we first started our Bible Talk, um, for those who have gone back and listened to the archives, you're checking this out. When we first started, it was started here in San Antonio with the Sport of Truth. So um, for, for many years, we, we were the Sport of Truth Bible Talk, all right? Um, and then we wanted to show some of that unity and that cohesion. Uh, we went with the ISBHPK Bible Talk. But since we've been changed again, you know Israel, you know how we are. Uh, since it changed again, I'm going to just leave it at Bible Talk. I'm going to change, change the, the, everything to Bible Talk. And what you'll be able to do is, after today's episode, when you're searching for us on, on Blog Talk or you're searching for us on, um, well, i got to check all that, on, on Google Podcasts, on iHeartRadio Podcasts, on Apple iTunes Podcasts, or Podcast Addict, um, see if I can go ahead and make the adjustment to where it would just be um, Bible Talk. All right, I'm seeing that, that if I go ahead and just get that, uh, if that's available, of course, just Bible talk. So you'll be able to find us, okay? So with all that being said, you've reached another show, another class. Thank you. My name is Mashaba. I am one of the teachers here. Um, and thank you. Uh, thank you for tuning in. Uh, as I was saying, that, that, uh, we have schools across America. And one, uh, one of our schools here in San Antonio, where I'm currently at right now, is located at 4444 Walsham, suite number 201, San Antonio, Texas, 78218. And it is the Sword of Truth, San Antonio. Um, they have classes every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday from 7 p.m. to 10 p.m. And then on Saturdays, uh, starting at 10 a.m. And um, if you can't actually visit the school, which we invite everybody to do, uh, please check them out on YouTube at Sword of Truth, San Antonio on YouTube. Again, on Monday, Wednesday, and Fridays from 7 to 10. And then Saturdays from 10, uh, starting at 10 a.m. Uh, for our school in Houston, in the Houston area, uh, uh, we're located at 231 FM Road 1092, Stafford, Texas, uh, 77477, being the actual physical address there. They have classes uh, Mondays and Wednesdays from 7 p.m. to 9 p.m., and then on Fridays from 6 p.m. to 8 p.m., and they come back again on Saturdays from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. You can catch them live on YouTube um, every Wednesday from 7 p.m. to 9 p.m., that's Monday and Wednesday. I should have got that. Mondays and Wednesdays from 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. at uh, SOW Houston Stream. Uh, SOW Houston, Texas Stream of Wisdom. Uh, we want to check our classes out there. And we please invite you to do so. Uh, like, share, and subscribe. Um, help, help us get our, our, the algorithms up for our, our different schools uh, so, you know, we can help get our, do our part, bring our break, and, um, and getting this truth and everything out there. All right. For our school in Norfolk. Uh, which is located at 2016 Granby Street, Nova Virginia, uh, 23517, being the, uh, the address there. They have classes every Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday, uh, starting from 7 p.m. to 9 p.m., and then again on Saturday, starting at 12 p.m. noon, okay? Uh, you can catch them live uh, on Facebook Live at uh, SOW Stream of Wisdom Norfolk uh, on Facebook every Tuesday and Thursday from 8 p.m. to 10 p.m., and they come back on uh, YouTube uh, every Saturday starting at 12 p.m. We invite you to please check our, our school out there. Uh, for our school in, in, in uh, 
That's no, our school in Rochester, uh, SOW Rochester, uh, Stream of Wisdom, is located at 1600 Lyle Avenue, suite number 1A, Rochester, New York, 14606, being the address there. They have classes every Tuesday and Thursday from 7 p.m. to 9 p.m., and then on Saturdays starting at 10 a.m. Um, if you can't actually make the class, check them out on YouTube as well at SOW, Rochester, New York, Stream of Wisdom, um, on our YouTube channel there. Uh, um, 7 p.m. 9 p.m. on Tuesday and Thursdays, and then on uh, Saturdays starting at 10 a.m. as well. The other YouTube channels that we have that we invite everybody to please like, share, and subscribe to is the Hidden Truth Bible Show, uh, the Israelite Media Corps, and uh, uh, Five Minutes of Wisdom. Y'all want to check these out? They are doing some fantastic work with, with each of these, uh, these these media sources on YouTube. Please like, share, and subscribe. Go and check it out. All right, please, go and check it out. You, you're really going to be um, the, the, the information, the wisdom, the understanding, the practicality that comes from these things and the, the, even the current events that, that's taking place. Do yourself the favor. Keep your knowledge up. Keep your teaching up. Check the, uh, our, our sources out. You, you really will like it. All right? You really will like it. And, and, and share it. All right? Share this information. Share the links out and get in touch with us. Um, that's for our schools. Uh, as you know, uh, here with uh, the Bible Talk, uh, we do broadcast every Monday through Thursday from 10 p.m. to 12 noon. We try and keep it in, in, in that range from 10, I'm sorry, 10 a.m. in the morning, 10 a.m. to 12 noon, uh, Monday through Thursday. And then come back on Friday nights uh, from uh, 8 p.m. to 10 p.m. On Mondays, you got, my, you, you got me and Mashaba. Uh, on Tuesdays, you have the excellent history class from uh, the Brother Tazapa for Tazapa Tuesdays. Uh, please check that out. Yeah, I come back on Wednesdays. You got me again. And then on Thursdays, you got the Brother Tazapa with the other class that he does called For Your Information. That's on Thursdays. And then on Friday nights, we have uh, uh, Friday Night Bible Breakdowns uh, with the Brother Bonabad every Friday night starting from 10 p.m., uh, starting from 8 p.m. to 10 p.m. So please check us out here on Blog Talk. Right? Please check us out on Blog Talk. Uh, pass the word. Share the word. And yeah, when our classes are live here on Blog Talk, you can call in at area code 646-668-2568. You're ready to call in via list to the show. Or you go through your web browser. The web browser, uh, you can read us at www.blogtalkradio.com. Uh, for now, go to the search box and type in Mashaba, M-A-S-H-A-H-B-A. That brings you to our episode page. And when we're live, uh, it'll say on air now. Click the play button, and you'll be able to listen to the show through your web browser. All right? Um, and if you go through the web browser, uh, just know that uh, for Monday through Thursdays, uh, you only get to two. We only give us two hours through the web browser. All right. So if the class is a little bit longer, it's going to cut off at that two-hour mark. Uh, but if you call in and the class is a little bit longer, you'll be able to listen to the show in its entirety. If you miss any part of our shows, whether myself on Mondays, Todd's on Tuesdays, myself on Wednesdays, Todd's on Thursdays, or Bonabon on Fridays, uh, please go to www.blogtalkradio.com. Uh, forward slash Mashaba, M-A-S-H-A-H-B-A, where you can find all of our episodes that we've done going all the way back to February 28th, 2010. Uh, if you want to check it out, or Podcast Addict, um, Google Podcast, uh, iHeartRadio Podcast, or Apple iTunes Podcast under ISVHBK Bible Talk. Uh, where you be able to, uh, if there's any show you missed, any class you missed, any information that you missed, I, uh, the Brother uh, Testify is real, he's excellent at bringing out resources um, as far as books 
that you can go online and purchase. Um, when he does his current events, you actually get the, the same websites that he's going to and get information from. Um, so you go back and get all the information. You get everything. So it's, it's a, we're trying to provide it. We're, we're trying to do some good, y'all. We're trying to do some good, all right? The other announcement I, want, I, want, I wanted to announce is as we have the month of September rapidly approaching, brothers and sisters, the month of September is rapidly approaching. We have some high holidays coming up, all right? We do have some high holidays coming up. Uh, coming up uh, uh, September 14th, 2023, at sundown, we have the Memorial of the Blowing of Trumpets, all right? We have the Memorial of the Blowing of Trumpets, which will begin uh, September 14th, 2023, at sundown. And the Memorial of the Blowing of Trumpets does end uh, September 15th, the next day, it's a one-day one day celebration, uh, September 15th, 2023, at sundown, all right? So we have the Memorial of the Blowing of Trumpets coming up February 4th, February 4th, September 14th, um, 2023. Mark your calendars. That that is one of the high holidays coming up that we that we got to be conscious of. Then we know ten days later we've got uh, the Day of Atonement. All right, we know we got the Day of Atonement, which is the seventh month, the tenth day uh, of, of the Hebrew calendar. We have the Day of Atonement, the only only fast that the Most High requires for the whole entire nation of Israel to partake in. We don't eat or drink anything for a whole twenty-four hour period. Uh, and getting things right or setting, setting the tone back right with the Most High. That begins at sundown, September 23rd, 2023, and it ends September 20, sundown, September 24th, 2023. That's the Day of Atonement. Then after that, on, from the 7th month, 15th day, to the 8th month, 22nd day, we have the Feast of Tabernacles. The Feast of Tabernacles begins September 28th, 2023, at sundown, and it will end October 5th, 2023, at sundown. Now, I haven't got all the details, but the school here in, in San Antonio, the Sport of Truth, they will be doing a piece of tabernacles, and they're trying to get the same spot uh, that, they, that they got last year, the, the same uh, um, uh, campgrounds that they got last year. Um, and I'm not sure exactly what the, the, the negotiations are with that, but I'll keep everybody informed. Uh, get your money in, all right? That's, that's where we're going to do that camping, for that, for, uh, that overnight camping. Well, we all come together and we live in those tents, right? And, and we're all together and we have a great time. So uh, get it together. Right? Get yourself together. Just get ready for it. Again, that's beginning September 28th, 2023, and it will end October 5th, 2023 as well. Then, you know, um, after the Feast of Tabernacles, uh, we have the, the Hanukkah, right? Hanukkah, which comes from the Hebrew word Hanak, which means dedication. And that will begin uh, December 7th. 2023 at sundown, and that will end December 15th, 2023 at sundown as well for the Day of Atonement. Then we have, for those observing the Day of Nicanor, uh, that will be February 21st, 2024 at sundown. And then we have Purim, uh, which begins February 22nd, uh, being at sundown, and it will end February 24th at sundown as well. Then we have uh, Passover coming up March 23rd. 2024, uh, and then Feast of Eleven Bread, uh, March 24th, 2024, as well. So just so, so put it put it on people's radar. Some of the high holidays that we have do that that we do have coming up. Uh, just keep keep you informed about what what might be going on as well. All right. Um, with that, brother, this is part of the show where I like to uh, 
uh, send up prayers for, for brothers and sisters and families that, that um, need a little extra prayer. We all need prayer. But for those families that need a little extra prayer for some of the things that we're going through right now, um, I've compiled this list. And I ask everybody who might be listening, please add these names to your prayer list as well. Uh, you might not do it right now. You might be at work, so you can't really uh, recite a prayer right now at work. That wouldn't be wisdom, all right? And you don't need to see Everybody needs to hear or see you, see you going through some prayers. It, that's not necessary. You might even be at school. You might be uh, on a, uh, driving somewhere, which is cool, all right? But when you're setting up your own individual prayers, please add these names <clears throat> to your prayers as well, all right? So I'm going to start this prayer off like this. I'm, I'm going to go back and forth from English to Hebrew or the Paleo-Hebrew um, as we're in the process of, of getting these things together. So <clears throat> we begin like this. Yahweh Ba'asham Yahweh Shai. I'm sorry. Yahweh Ba'asham Yahweh Shai. The Most High in the name of Christ. Please listen to us now. Baba Gushai, Shemaya Vanawa, Right now, Yemen Aitha. Please send Michael and the Holy Angels. Baba Gushai, Shalak, Michael, Wa Allahayim. To watch over, Shema'il. Bless, Barak. Heal, Rapah. Protect, Hagan. Strengthen, Chazak. Help, Izar. And please take away. And while Baba Gushah, Lekwak Mayan, all evil, call Rai. Evil people, Rai Aim. Evil spirits, Rai Rachayim. From our brother and sister here in San Antonio, Tahawam and his wife, Wardaya, and their family. For their brother, John Spann, who just had cancer surgery. Um, and, and, and in the midst of recovering from that right now. Uh, continue prayers for uh, Ms. Ms. Catherine Madukes, uh, Tazapah's mother. Uh, continue prayers going up for uh, Becky and Darrow and Becky's sister, Becky sister Carmen up there in Albuquerque. Uh, my in-laws, my, entire, uh, my in-laws, the entire Lubbock family, my father-in-law, my mother-in-law, my brother-in-law, and my sister-in-law, and all my nieces and nephews for the entire Lubbock family. Uh, the entire Coates family, the brother of the Barkawa's family, uh, as well as his sister Robin uh, and, the, and, and the kids, uh, Ben and Dahlia, um, and for the parents of, of the Coates family. Uh, continue prayers going for Kazaki and his family out there in uh, Nova Virginia. Uh, for the sister Anagashia, right? for, uh, for the brother Thawam uh, out there in Houston, uh, for the other brother Thawam here in San Antonio, West Beverly. For the sister, Ayana, who is the wife of Brother Award Na'ir, uh, Ayana. For some special needs children, Father. Uh, for the daughter of Tazapar and his retire, uh, daughter Sisi. Uh, for the daughter of Gabakawa and Anagasha, um, their daughter, Ajali. And for the daughter of Brother Bonabad and his wife, um, Kwadashaya, uh, uh, their daughter, Aliyah. Uh, continue prayers for the entire uh, uh, Tazapan and his family. Uh, for the brother Kudashkabar here in San Antonio. For the brother Yanawatan up there in Albuquerque. Uh, for the brother Gabaria Allah out there in Florida, as well as his wife. Uh, and for his mother-in-law, Ruthie Mae Johnson. Uh, for the brother Sam Kudash and his wife Mariah uh, 
out there in Florida as well. Uh, for our sister, the wife of Barnabas, Father Shia, all right? Uh, for our brother LV, who, who's definitely going through some, uh, some eye issues right now, uh, for our brother LV, uh, brother Lavander, and for his mother, Pat Washington, uh, for the brother Sean Stark, for the sister Sylvia Khan, uh, for, for our brother, um, who's going through some things right now, some afflictions, our brother Shapar, uh, the son of uh, our brother uh, Gabar Kawa, uh, and for um, also Rashwan, and for the sister of Marari. Uh, and continue prayers for your father, for our, our brother um, uh, Yama. All right? Uh, we ask you all these things. Anachnawa, uh, Sha'al, call in the name of Christ, Bahasham Yahawashai. We thank you always. Anachnawa, Sawada Thamyad. Aman. Aman. So, brothers and sisters, with that, I do believe now I've got all the introductions out of the way. And yeah, I take a little bit extra time um, uh, going through my introduction and everything because I, I, you know, I just feel it's important. I hope I hope uh, I don't draw too many, I don't kill too many people's spirit or whatever. But I feel it's important to get these things out the way and get, get these announcements done. Uh, so all right, all right. Let me go ahead and close this page out, and let me go ahead and pull this up here. Let me pull up the class here. All right, brothers and sisters, um, I'm currently doing uh, doing uh, a series, all right? And this, this, this series is going to be another one of the long, uh, the informational. You know, let, let me not jinx myself like that. It's, it's an informational um, uh, series that I'm going over. And what we're dealing with is I just completed a series that I was doing about to deny Christ, what it means to deny Christ. And I believe we got to up to like the 21 parts for that, 23 parts, 25 parts for that. Um, and really just trying to take a real biblical look and let the Bible talk and, and give us some, 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 some depth into what it means to deny Christ, right? Not just on the surface level, but in other ways that we might want to take a look at and take a perspective of, of ways we could be denying Christ and we're not, we're not even aware of, that we can be real ignorant to. And again, we were letting the Bible talk, going through a lot of scriptures, and, and, and really getting that together. And I, I keep getting some texts or some notices. Let me see here. All right. A spam. Okay. I'm just trying to be aware of these things, but uh, so I don't miss any questions or, or whatever as we're doing our broadcast. But as I was saying, um, I started this new series I'm going over. Uh, to deny to, to deny the true birth of Christ. Now I know the title is, is is dealing with dealing with the true birth of Christ, but there's a build up to this, brothers and sisters. Uh, it, it was leading to actual topic, but in leading up to that to that topic, there's a lot of of, of uh, background information that, that if we're going to understand the true birth of Christ, there's a lot of background information that we've got to get together that we've got to understand that we've got to absorb, that we've got to study, that, we've got, we, that, that we have to be conscious of in dealing with the true birth of Christ, right? We have to. It's very necessary. So this is part four of this series um, that we're dealing with uh, to deny the true birth of Christ. And what we've been covering so far, and we're going to continue to cover, is the importance that we use the whole entire Bible 
in understanding uh, who Christ was, why he was the Messiah, why he was born, and what his job is. That, and, and when we, we use the whole entire Bible, we're, we're going to realize that a lot of the conditioning and the teaching that we received um, through religion has, has, has holes in it. It's been faulty. It's not 100% solid. It's not 100% concrete as far as the scriptures go. As far as understanding the, the, the people, understanding the Hebrew Israelites, understanding the, our forefathers, the Hebrew Israelites, uh, our culture, our talk, our slang, um, our mentalities that we find in the scriptures that are recorded in the Bible. And that if you don't really understand these things, that to come back now and just read some of the things from the New Testament, we're going to try and insert our modern way of looking at things or our modern life experiences, and you're not going to match what was taking place back then. That's why as we've gone through several scriptures, and, and you'll hear, hear me repeating this a lot, Romans 7, 15, verse 4, that the things written the fourth time were written for our learning. Um, that's one scripture that I like to pull a lot. And let me get this other one real quick also. Uh, it's 2 Timothy. I know it's New Testament, right? Second uh, Timothy chapter 3 and verse 16. Uh, actually, I'm going to start at first, first, uh, Second Timothy chapter 3. I need to scoot this over just a little bit. Second Timothy chapter 3 and I'm going to start at verse 15. All right, Second Timothy chapter 3, verse 15, all right? If you want to uh, uh, join me. And I do ask, brothers and sisters, uh, if you listen to any of my shows, whether, whether it's the, the, the podcast that I'm doing on Mondays and Wednesdays, uh, uh, any of the stuff that Tazpah is going over, it's a lot of information, all right, um, that's been compiled. It's, it's many hours and hours of study uh, that's been compiled to make sure that we're really trying to make sure we are concerned about our salvation as much as anybody. So we don't want to be false prophets. Um, we don't want to be giving anybody any wrong information. So it's a lot of studying that takes place. And we ask that you write the scriptures down with us as well, and don't just be just a listener. Don't just be a hearer. But write the scriptures down and go back over them and see, is this what it's saying? Do that study. Put that work in. Don't, don't, don't just be gullible. All right? Don't just be gullible and, and, and because you might like the sound of my voice, which I don't know how it is. It, 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 <laughs> At 55 years old, 54 years old, it still it, it, uh, it cracks. I, I, I don't realize how much I, 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 I do stutter. <laughs> uh, and I don't, I, I don't I'm, not a, I'm not aware of how many times I say the word um. Uh, the sister Ali Ashabai, the, 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 the sister of the, uh, the body all out there in Florida, um, uh, uh, rest in peace. Uh, <laughs> when I was doing, doing uh, you know, we started this back in 2010. She was going through and taking our, our classes, taking our shows, um, and she was cleaning them up. And she was taking out all the ums, and taking out all the, uh, <laughs> all the, all the ums and all the, uh, all the repeats or whatever. And what would be a, like an hour-long show, which by the time she got finished, it'd be like um, 50 minutes. That's how many ums and stuff I'd be using. <laughs> and I guess, you know, it, it just got to her. So that <laughs> for all the beautiful things that Ali Ashabai uh, did do, that was one of the things she also did provide. So 
I, I hope you're not just, just caught up in a cult of personality that, that my voice is so hypnotizing or hypnotic, which I don't know how it is. Um, but with my tooth missing, and I'm still you know, trying to get the insurance together, I'm uh, uh, <laughs> trying to get my tooth fixed. So I got an extra list. I have an ex- extra list that I speak with, as well as I've got a crazy accent that's a, a it's it's a from my mom. It's like it's it's a Southern Louisiana, a, a Western Louisiana. For my dad, it's it's a it's a a, a West Texas. Uh, growing up in Albuquerque in the northeast side, side of Albuquerque, uh, it, it's a crazy accent. It really is a crazy accent. Um, so it's, it's hard to define or put a finger on where my accent is from. So I know a lot of times, and I find myself when I talk to people, a lot of people say, huh? <laughs> what? And then I know there's times when I get passionate, I could talk very fast. Um, my mouth could be going. And uh, I know what, to me, what I said makes sense. For a lot of people, like I, uh, uh, like my wife uh, yesterday, she said, uh, you, you went Albuquerque there. And that's like uh, our code word that when I go Albuquerque, I'm talking too fast and I'm starting to mumble. So, I'm saying this, and I'm, I'm trying to paint this picture, if you will. Don't just take my word or anybody's word for, for what's being said about the Most High. What is concerning your salvation? What is concerning information and stuff that you should know in dealing with your salvation, in dealing with how do we know uh, the right things to do in these days? What's, what is the type of decisions and choices should we be making based on scriptures, based on history, that are pleasing to the Most High, that are very are going to be 100 percent, 180 degrees opposite of how the world, the current world, the current state of things, of how people would do things today. So take your salvation just as serious as no as we're trying to take our salvation. Write the scriptures down. That's why we uh, the one reason I wanted to put our, our podcast on um, podcast addict on uh, Google Podcast on uh, www. is so that you can go back catch the archives. All right. That's one thing I did like about Blog Talk Radio and all the podcast platforms uh, back in 2010 that, that were available. The, the one thing we really did like about Blog Talk is that they kept a live, an unlimited storage of our library, right, of, of the classes that we were doing. So, going again, going all the way back to 2010, all of our shows are there. And it's over, over 1,600 shows, I believe. I'm not going to look right now, but... They're all there, and that, that comes with the service. Whereas other, other podcasts, they would put a limit on how many shows they would store in their computers. Blog Talk was like, no, it's unlimited. So go back and study, brothers and sisters. Please, go back and study. All right, go back and study. So go on now to 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 16, at verse 15. 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 15. I got, I'm getting the hiccups now. Take a little sip of this tea. I got to switch it out. That's that's a sweet tea. I need a sweet tea. Second Timothy chapter three verse fifteen says this, and that from a child, thou hast known the holy scriptures, which are able to make thee wise unto salvation, through faith 
which is in Christ Jesus. Now, we know the book of Timothy is a letter that Paul wrote to his student, Timothy. All right? The first Timothy was the first letter Paul wrote to Timothy, and second Timothy is the second letter Paul wrote to Timothy concerning the things he's been looking for. And as Timothy was set up as an, as an elder and as an apostle, or as a regent even, uh, under Paul, as he was trusted to be able to go to different places that Paul already taught at, to come back and, and, and uh, reconfirm or, or strengthen uh, uh, the teachings and things that, that was going on. But this was a letter from Paul to Timothy, right? So as we get now chapter 3, verse 15, he's reminding Timothy that from a child, thou hast known the Holy Scriptures. Now, we know that literally Paul was telling Timothy, remember that you have known the Scriptures from a child. Literally, Timothy was raised uh, by, by his mother and by his parents of knowing the Scriptures. They, his education really did start when he was a child, all right? And Paul's reminding him that from a child, thou hast known the Holy Scriptures. What we can take from this now, living now in, in uh uh, August 2023, what we can take is, is, from this is as we're being reborn again, I'm, I'm, I'm using that, that, that vocabulary right now, as we're not coming into the knowledge of Christ, the knowledge of our identity, the knowledge of our nationality, that we're being born again, and that, that makes us children, that makes us babes, and that we want to make sure that from here, in, in the same way that Paul was, was reminding Timothy, that we want to make sure that as we're coming into this knowledge as babies or as children, we want to make sure we're learning the Holy Scriptures. We want to sure that we know the Holy Scriptures. Now, what I like to remind people to, to bring this perspective in also is remember, when Paul wrote this letter to Timothy, there was no New Testament. All right? When Paul wrote this letter to Timothy, there was no New Testament. This was a letter. Right? So then, if we understand this, if we could just take a hold, grasp that concept just for a minute, there was, no there was no New Testament. So what is it that Paul now is reminding Timothy of that Timothy knew from a child, the Holy Scriptures? For this time, at this time Paul wrote this to Timothy, the Scriptures would have been what we call today the Old Testament the Old Testament and the Apocrypha, the scrolls, the Torah, the writings of, of what we call and being compiled as the Old Testament, as well as the Apocrypha, that from a child, Timothy knew the Holy Scriptures. There was no New Testament. Paul goes on to write and, tell, and remind Timothy, it says, which are able to make thee wise unto salvation. The Scriptures are going to make us wise unto salvation. And since I've, I've done a series on this here, um, salvation, uh, that's probably a 50-part series. But the scriptures are going to make us wise unto salvation through faith, which is in Christ Jesus. Now, if we want to understand salvation, and we want to know what's the right choices to make in dealing with our salvation through Christ, you have to know the Holy Scriptures. You've got to have a, a comprehension, a, comp a comprehension, an understanding, a grasp of what the history that is provided for us and what is called the Old Testament today. If you will understand what it means to have faith in Christ Jesus, 
if we're going to try and establish our faith in Christ Jesus, but don't know the Old Testament, don't know the history of the Israelites, then our faith in Christ Jesus is going to have, is going to be seriously lacking. We're not going to really understand what we should be doing and what's the right choices to make, or what it means to have faith in Christ Jesus. And understanding the word Christ Jesus, the word Christ means anointed. Greek word for meaning anointed. Jesus means savior. If you don't understand the scriptures, you have no idea what the salvation is talking about through the anointed savior. In Israel, that when a person was chosen as king, they were anointed. So with that concept, I know this is going to be weird and different for a lot of people. If we understand that every king in Israel was anointed king when he, when he took the rulership, when he sat on the throne, that would mean that there were many Christs because the word Christ only means anointed. If we look at the word Jesus, that means savior. There were many saviors that were dealing with the Israelites in the Old Testament. And you read Nehemiah chapter 9, verse 24 through 26. Uh, when it comes to that, that there were many saviors. So if we don't have a comprehension of the Old Testament and the history that comes from the Old Testament, we are really not going to understand what the salvation and what it means to have faith in Christ Jesus. If you don't understand where the Israelites are coming from and what what the history of the Israelites and how many times the Israelites had, had saviors to come and save us and why we had to be saved, what were we doing that we needed to be saved? And then how did that take place? If we don't, have, we don't have a concept of that, there is no way we're going to truly understand what it means to have faith in Christ Jesus. Not if we're coming from a, a religious point of view of today's modern religions, from Baptist to Methodist to Pentecostal to Seventh-day Adventist to Mormon to Methodist um, to non-denominational. If that's where our, 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 our foundation is coming from, our starting point is coming from, then we really do not have faith or have an understanding in who Christ Jesus really is and what his purpose is and why he even has that name. All right? So verse 16 goes on to say this. 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 16 says, All scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. Instruction in righteousness. Instruction in how to do things the right way. All scripture. And again, we have we cannot let this slip by us. What scripture was available to Timothy when Paul wrote this letter to him? Is only what we would call today the Old Testament and the Apocrypha. All the scriptures contained in what was known as the Old Testament today and the Apocrypha. If we're not familiar with the scriptures and the history, how can we be instructed in what righteousness is? How are we going to know how to be corrected? How are we going to be able to receive reproof? How are we going to know what it is we really believe in if we don't have that foundation? Verse 17, 17 says this now. 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 17 says that the man of God may be perfect, 
thoroughly furnished unto all good works. Yes, it is possible for a man to be perfect in God. It's possible. It's possible. But he, a person would have to receive and understand the Old Testament and the Apocrypha, the history and, 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 and mindsets of the Israelites, how God dealt with the nation of Israel, so that a person can now be instructed in how to do things the right way, so now a, perfect, a man or a person can be perfect in the eyes of God, like Noah was, like Job was, like Abraham was. It is possible. But if we don't know the scriptures, so we know what are the right choices to make, we're going to be lacking. We're literally going to be shooting ourselves in the foot. All right? So hopefully with that, a little bit of background, a little, uh, uh, let me see if I can segue back into our class of where we're at. Um, uh, again, I was brought us to the fourth part of this series that, that we're covering right now. Um, uh, to, deny the, to deny the true birth of Christ. We have to understand a lot of things happen in the Old Testament, a lot of history. Well, come on, you understand that in reading the Old Testament, we're dealing with thousands of years of history, thousands of years of events that, that, that are taking place, some on, in a general sense, some in a very specific sense of time. We have to have that understanding, all right? We have to have that understanding. So uh, today is Wednesday. We didn't have a class on Monday. Let me let make make uh, uh, I forgot to make the introduction. The service for blog talk were down on Monday. If y'all remember, on Sunday, uh, not even Sunday, on Friday, we had a lot of technical issues that was taking place where people were calling in, but but it said waiting for the host to call in. That wasn't anything. Uh, that wasn't an issue for us or anything we were doing wrong. That was the blog talk servers. They had an issue, and it took them a couple of days to get that straightened out. So we didn't have a class on Monday, so we're doing the class today. So last Thursday, Wednesday, uh, the last scripture we finished up with was uh, St. John uh, chapter 17, verse 17, all right? And that was coming off of Isaiah chapter 8, verse 13, which we're going to get back to, all right, which we're definitely going to get back to. But I want to continue on now from the St. John chapter 17, verse 17. Um, I want to pick up from there, and now we're going to go to Psalms chapter 119, verse 140. Now we're going to, to, to the book of Psalms chapter 119, and verse 140, and dealing with the Word of God, dealing with the Scriptures, dealing with how much study is, is going to be required, dealing with how much um, uh, how important it is to, that we're walking the right path, that we're going through these Scriptures the right way, that if we're lacking any of the steps or the rules or the precepts that the Most High has laid down, this Bible is designed to confuse people. The Word of God is designed to confuse people. It's not written for everybody to get it. That if we're not going to follow God's rules, that's what a precept is. If we're not going to follow God's commands, another word for precept, um, we come and we say the Scriptures. If a person's not going to go line for line, line for line, here a little and there a little, so that they might have their minds cleansed, 
have their minds sanctified, have their minds purified, so that we can now be holy, separated, um, uh, belonging only to God, belonging only to the Most High, different from the norm. And we went, we went over all these things uh, in, in the series leading up to today. I'm using that to also give a plug to please go check out our shows at blogtalkradio.com. Uh, for now, Mashaba, uh, M-A-S-H-A-H-B-A, uh, or check us out on our Google Podcast, Apple iTunes Podcast, uh, or Podcast Addict for any of the shows that you might have missed. And I'm trying not to repeat myself so much because I want to move on. I do want to move on, okay? Um, so now, come to Psalm chapter 119, verse 140. Come to Psalm chapter 119, verse 140. We're being reminded and we're shown. And Psalm chapter 119, verse 140 says, Thy word is very pure. Therefore, thy servant loveth it. I wanted to get get some depth with this scripture because a lot of people, and myself included, especially coming from the Christian background I came from, will read words like this, and we know it's supposed to be heavy or spiritual or sentimental, and we'll attach all those feelings and, 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 and word associations with these scriptures, but we really have no understanding about what it's really talking about. We can catch a lot of inspiration uh, from a lot of scriptures, but we're not catching the instructions that the scriptures does give, that the scriptures does provide. All right? So, again, Psalm 119, verse 140. Thy word is very pure. Therefore, thy servant loveth it. Now, if, you, if you're checking out any of the, the uh, Bible Talk podcasts that I do, you'll, you'll know and you'll understand that I like to go through a lot of Bible commentaries. I do love, when I'm doing my research and my studies, to get a lot of Bible commentaries. I also like to get a lot of dictionaries. Um, and uh, I'm getting a lot of different versions of the Bible. And I'm, the reason I'm doing this, brothers and sisters, is I want to make sure that I'm not just giving you my understanding. And that, again, this is a cult of personality, that you just like my personality, so you're going for it, but you're not going back and doing your own studies. You're not checking, checking out the, the things I'm going over. And then even my perception and what I'm bringing out with the Scripture is, is my perception and what I'm saying and what I'm coming out, is it really correct? So, so I'm not just leaning on my own understanding, like uh, Proverbs chapter 3, verse 5 says not to do. In my studies, I do go back and I do the research, and I'm checking the histories. I'm checking the commentaries. I'm, I'm checking the different versions. I'm checking the different um, uh, dictionaries so that I can help assure that I, it's not just me. I, I, I'm reading the scripture, and that's just what I get from it. Like we've been conditioned to do in a lot of the churches that we grew up in. Well, what do you get from it? Well, what's your interpretation of what it says? It's from that same mentality that we have. We, we did the research. That's why we have, we have over 45,000 different Christian religions in the world today. 45,000 Christian religions. 45,000 Christian religions that all have a belief in Jesus Christ. 45,000 different ones because everybody just wants to go by their opinion, what they feel from, what they get from it, all right? So in dealing with now Psalm 7, 119, verse 140, I've gone to John Gill Exposition of the Bible Commentary. 
the John Gill Exposition of the Bible Commentary. And we're going to get um, his research and studies where he had a lot more access to archaeology, a lot more access to history, a lot more access to uh, uh, even go to the, the actual sites in the Bible to really get an understanding of what was going on, to, to really catch it, to, be, to have the records and histories that we don't have access to today that are locked up in the Vatican, locked up in the Library of Congress, um, or, or the books or the research that, that to get these books or some of this research cost hundreds and not thousands of dollars to get this research. So I check out the John Deal Exposition of the Bible Commentary. On Psalm 119, verse 140, it says, Thy word is very pure. So that's what the scripture does say. Thy word is very pure. Now we're going to get to exposition about what this means. All right? It says, or exceedingly purified. True? And it says, as silver tried in a furnace or of earth, purified seven times. And a, a biblical reference he gives is Psalm chapter 12, verse 6. Uh, to be, for God's word to be very pure, it's free from all drossy matter, uh, free from any mixtures or the corruptions and doctrines of men. I love that. And which uh, tends and leads to purity of heart and life. If we're going to get some understanding, brothers and sisters, why it's so important that we stick to just the scriptures, especially from the Old Testament, the Apocrypha, and the New Testament. If we're not going to stick to God's word that we find throughout the whole entire Bible, if we're just going to stick to one side of the Bible, we're, 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 we're lacking. It's not enough. All right? The word of God is very pure. And I'm, I'm trying to get us to bring out or bring to light how important it is that we stick to the scriptures and let the Bible talk. This is what the point of, of, of this part that I'm going through in these first uh, couple of series that we've been going through on this topic, how important it is that we stick to the entire scripture. We stick to the entire Bible. That's the point of these, these series I'm going over right now. I'm really trying to bring the, the urgency of how important it is that we stick it to the scriptures and we stick it to the context of the scriptures in the right way. That the word of God is, is, is that silver tried in a furnace and it's free from all drossy matters. Like, you know, silver, when it get, gets dull, it gets that black stuff on it. God's word don't get that. It says it's free from any mixtures. And, and go, meaning or the corruptions and doctrines of men. Now, God's word is, is free from any corruptions of what men want to bring to what they think, how we feel, how they look at what, this, what God means. Because that's impossible. I'm going to try and insert my feelings and how I feel about what, what these words might mean, and that's what God means? That's ridiculous. Don't be ridiculous. God's word is free from any mixtures. So when we try and come back and mix uh, uh, corruption and doctrines of men, when I try to bring the Quran in, with God's word, I'm corrupting myself. And now I'm God's word, I'm not getting God's pure word. Now I'm mixed in another element. Like if I got pure silver and now I'm mixing in uh, uh, nickel or zinc, I've just brought down the value of the silver because I'm bringing in these other metals. Well, God's word has been tried seven times in a furnace. It's been purified that many times. It's that pure. It is totally free from any other 
material. And I'm trying to bring this out, brothers and sisters, that if we're going to deal with the true birth of Christ or any topic that, that we might come across, if we're not going to stick to this, just the scriptures, but we're going to try and bring in the doctrines and corruptions of men, we're not getting God's true, pure word. It, it's not going to happen. If I want to just lean to the New Testament, I'm not getting God's pure, true word. Not saying that the New Testament is corrupt, but if I'm not getting the, the, the understanding and the things that led up to the New Testament from the Old Testament, I'm not, my, my, our understanding is going to be lacking big time. And it's going to be full of corruption and doctrines of men, which we cover in, in, in the second and third parts of this series about how people, if we don't stick to the, to the past, the pattern of how God put his word together, that people will be full of vain, empty chatter. People will just be running their mouths about their feelings, about traditions, about superstitions, and it has nothing to do with God's word. Now, the damn thing to do with God's word that will only lead people to more ungodliness and evil as opposed to the right path, the true path, that narrow path. All right? So reading on with this commentary. Um, so when it says, thy word is very pure. And y'all can look this up online. That's why I, I, I said it. It's a John Gill exposition of the, of the Bible commentary uh, for Psalm 119, verse 140. All right? And again, so when it says, thy word is very pure or exceedingly purified as silver tried in the furnace of earth. Purified seven times. And the reference he gives also Psalm 12, verse 6. It is free from all drossy matter, free from any mixtures, or the corruptions and doctrines of men. So if I'm going to try and bring the Quran in and deal with God's word, I, I corrupted myself. If I'm going to try, try and bring in the, the, the Mason uh, uh, education and try and mix up with God's word, I've just corrupted it. I've, 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 the doctrines are messed up. If I'm trying to bring in any religion and I'm trying to match that or, or intertwine it with God's word, it, 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 no. No. And I'm trying to bring in any superstition or even family traditions and try and mix it with God's word. I've corrupted the word of God now. It's not, it's not, no. My understanding is going to be throwed. It's not going to work. God's word is that pure. We cannot bring in the corruptions and doctrines of men. And reading on with the commentary, it says, and which tends and leads to purity of heart and life. <clears throat> if we just stick to God's word, the Old Testament, New Testament, and talk, we had to stick to that with all the reference and the study that goes along with it, it tells you that it will purify our heart and our life. And what God, and that, that will make us holy, as we covered uh, in our last series, what it means to be holy. All right? Reading on the, uh, uh, the commentary, when the scripture says, therefore thy servant loveth it, here's the commentary now. That which common men hate the word of God for. Y'all catch this? If we don't just stick to the pure word of God that is free from the corruptions and doctrines of men, it's free from any other mixtures, when that will lead to purity of heart and life. But if we're not going to walk that path that God has established, 
It says that carnal men will hate the word. That's why carnal men hate the word of God. I'm trying to let that marinate for a second. Is it because it forbids and condemns all impurity of flesh and spirit, all impure thoughts, words, and actions, that a good man loves it for, and which is an evidence of a sanctified heart. That a good man is going to love that if I, if I realize I'm doing things wrong, from what the scripture says, not from what men say, not from what religion says, not what the world says. Because in the world, a person can be a good man, but they're homosexual. A, a woman can be a good woman, uh, but she, she, she keeps having abortions. Is that the criteria of God when God says, and God's word defines what he says is a good man or a good woman? If we're not sticking to God's pure word, we're not going to understand these things, brothers and sisters. And when we lead our lives, thinking we're doing, we're doing good, we're being good, we're doing right, but our spirit, our life, our heart, our minds have not been purified, have not been corrected to receive the instruction in what is the right way. Yeah, Second Timothy chapter three, verse fifteen, sixteen. All right. So I wanted to get these things uh, and, and going over these things. I want to move on to Proverbs chapter thirty now, verse five. I want to move on now to Proverbs chapter 30 and verse 5. Hopefully with some understanding that uh, of what's being said here. Let me, let me fix this here. Of what's being brought out. How important it is, again, that how important it is to just stick to God's word. And that we got to go through this the right way. All right? That if we're not going the right way, we're going to be corrupted. Our minds are going to be thrown, and we'll think that, like I said, eating pork, crab, shrimp, or lobster, oh, it's good. There's nothing wrong with it. God made it, so why not? If you're not walking through the Word of God correctly, you're not putting that work in, that study to understand, put this rule with that rule, this rule with that rule, um, uh, line upon line, line upon line, you can really be at a church dinner where they got pork, uh, uh, ham in the greens, uh, pork chops, um, uh, somebody bought a ham with the pineapples on it and the cloves in it, and you think you send out something good and healthy and decent. And in God's eyes, it's an abomination. You might think that, that well, Christmas is something to be celebrated and observed. But if you're not going to walk through God's word correctly, you're not going to go in and put anything, putting together any things of the Old Testament, any of the history of the Old Testament, and some of the things that the Israelites did to get in trouble in the Old Testament. You would not, you would, we would, you would think that there's nothing wrong with Christmas. Look at the smiles on everybody's faces. Look at how it makes kids happy. Look at how people get a little more nicer, a little more charitable. So how could this be wrong? And if we want to realize that God can't stand it, that even 500 years before Christ was born, Christ already told the Israelites, do not partake in a custom or tradition that involves you cutting down trees and decorating them. That if God can't stand that and told the Israelites not even do that, but they continue to do that, why would God be like, all right, cool. I got mad at y'all for doing it 500 years ago, but now the Christ is born. Y'all want to set a tree up 
and it's something sentimental to you, it's got some meaning to you, all right, cool, I'm going to change my mind. Okay, you know what? I didn't realize, you're right, people. I didn't realize how much a sentimental value it meant to you. And it's for the kids. And then um, uh, look at the smiles on the kids' faces. So why would I, as a cruel, mean, oh, God, want to take away something that makes them feel so happy? Let me go ahead and change. I, I, I put the Israelites in captivity many times. I sure other nations were doing the same thing in the Old Testament, but now we're in the New Testament, and now it's about, well, they did it that way back then, but now we're doing it for Jesus. So um, uh, we, we're going to keep doing this. And, oh, and by the way, we're also going to honor, for Christ's resurrection, a rabbit that lays eggs. Even though rabbits are, you created them, God. According to science, they're mammals. They have live births. But to commemorate the greatest event in history, the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead, we're going to associate that with a rabbit that lays eggs. And, you know, we don't see nothing wrong with it because rabbits are just so fun, so cute and so cuddly. Their fur is so soft with their little, you know, white fur with the little pink nose. And, yeah, I mean, so what we're teaching kids lies. And I know the, in the Ten Commandments says thou shalt not lie. But, come on, we're supposed to understand now it's, there's white lies, right? There's white lies. So a white lie is supposed to be, it's not really that bad. Even though when we read the, the Ten Commandments, um, there, there, there is no color distinction between what a lie is. Not one at all. But now, because of modern day thinking or what have you, and us not understanding or getting the Old Testament, a lot of things that we do will think that it's proper, good, okay, fun, God forbid, even spiritual, even holy. And it couldn't be further from the truth. So in Proverbs chapter 30, verse 5 now, the book of Proverbs chapter 30, verse 5, the book of Proverbs chapter 30, verse 5, it says this. Every word of God is pure. He is a shield unto them that put their trust in him. Who? I know when I was going to church, but how, how, this, how this resonated with me when I was going to church. But now that I'm coming to this knowledge and we're going through the study, we're going through the study, this has a, a, a much more profound meaning. It resonates with me a whole different way to look at it through the eyes of our forefathers from why, how it was said, why it was said, and what the meanings of these things meant, the slang of that time, if you will. So with that, I want to take the same scripture, brothers and sisters, and I ask you to join me. Proverbs 30, verse 5. And we're going to look at the same verse and a couple other versions of the Bible. And hopefully, again, try and give us a, a more well-rounded kind of picture to really kind of get the direction of where, of, of where the scripture came from and where it's going. Do you know where you're going to? Do you like the things that God is showing you? Where are you going to? Let's see Proverbs chapter 30, verse 5, in the American Standard Version, right? The American Standard Version. It says this. Keeping, and we know that we just came from Psalm 119, verse 40. Got it. But even the scripture tells us that God speaks once or twice. So if it's in it more than one time, it, there must be a message that he wants us to get. All right? And I know in, in this day and age of, of lack of patience, give it to me now, fast, everything. It, it's got to be quick, 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 fast, fast, fast. 
Yeah, no, but it's just, I'm going back to in your patience, possessing your souls. The reason I feel the swift, but he that endures the end. I'm keeping these in mind as we go through some of these scriptures, but you might want to just rush through, get to rush, 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 rush. You know how much you miss in just rushing? Yeah, has anybody ever, or does anybody remember? I know I'm a little older, but does anybody remember ever hearing slow down the smell of roses? You be living your life so fast that you can't even slow down and and and, and take notice of how how beautiful God's creation is. You haven't even noticed the roses. You can't even just smell. Take a little bit of that time to smell the world and appreciate what God is doing, what God has made His creation. That's all about just being so fast, 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 fast. Come on, y'all. Why do so many people got stress and strokes and heart attacks? Besides the jab, getting the vaccines, whatever. That you pile so much stress on yourself, just moving so fast, you're not going nowhere. So yeah, I'm, I'm, we're going. We are going through this, but you might be very extremely slow for people. But there's a reason for it. There is a method to the madness. So Proverbs chapter thirty verse five from the American Standard Version reads like this: Every word of God is tried. He is a shield unto them that take refuge in him. From the King James Version, where it says, every word of God is pure, he is a shield unto them that put their trust in him. You have, if, if we're not putting our trust in God according to his word, that we're actually going by what his word is, that his word is pure, and that we're putting trust into what his words say, he's not going to be a shield for us. Because the way God provides his shield is through his words, through what's been written for us in the Old Testament, the Apocrypha, the New Testament. If I'm not going to trust that what God wrote in the Old Testament, New Testament, the Apocrypha, if I'm not going to trust those things, if I don't know those things, how can God put a shield around me? How can I know that, how can I show God I trust him if I'm not trusting his word that is tried, that is pure, that has not been corrupted with the, the, the philosophies and the doctrines of men, with the superstitions, the customs, and the traditions of men? We have to, brothers and sisters. We have to. We're going to do this the right way. So for the American Standard Version, every word of God is tried. It's been tested. It's pure. That way, God should be a shield to them that take refuge in him, in his word. And going through the scriptures, precept by precept, precept by precept, line upon line, line upon line, here a little, there a little. I'm putting this rule with this rule, this command with this command, this order with this order. I'm putting this line with this line, this line with this line. Here a little and there a little. So that I can know I'm taking my refuge in the word of God. Not just because I'm saying it in a song, but I'm actually, I'm studying so that when I, in situations come up, I know what's the right decision to make because of God's word, not because of just a feeling. Not because of a superstition. 
not because of a, just a tradition that's been passed down through my family. So we just, just what we do. I don't know why, but that's just what we do. Now, how are we trusting God's word then? From the Bible in basic English, for Proverbs chapter 30, verse 5. The Bible in basic English, for Proverbs chapter 30, verse 5. It reads like this, brothers and sisters. Every word of God is tested. He is a breastplate to those who put their faith in him. I like the little nuances that some of these different versions give. Every word of God is tested. He has a breastplate. You know how like, people put on uh, a, bulletproof, a bulletproof vest? In today's modern society, people put on a bulletproof vest to protect their organs from, from, from gunfire, to, to protect their heart, their lungs, uh, the, the kidney, the spleen, the liver, um, all the internal organs, the spleen, the appendix, and what have you, that you put on that, 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 that um, uh, body armor, you put on that, 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 that bulletproof vest to protect yourself. Well, how did knights do it back in the day? A knight, like, like, like um, uh, King Arthur, the Knights of the Round Table, they'd have on that steel, aluminum, that iron breastplate to protect them from the swords, from arrows, from a javelin, from a spear, from a battle axe. So this is what it's telling you how God's word is, what kind of protection God's word will really provide for us if we really put our faith in his words that we get from the Old Testament, the New Testament, and the Apocrypha. If we're walking through this, again, precept by precept, precept by precept, line up a line, line up a line, see a little, and there, and we're doing it the right way. God's word really will protect us. It's tested. And it will protect those who actually put their trust and have faith in his word. Have faith in what the instructions say. All right? From the from the Brenton Study Bible, from the Brenton Study Bible. And again, it's a study Bible, okay? The Brenton Study Bible says, for all the words of God are tried in the fire. Through the fire, you know, Kanye got rich off of that, got famous off of that, off that saying. Now from the scripture, from off that saying about through the fire. For all the words of God are tried in the fire, and he defends those that reverence him. How do we show that reverence, that faith, that trust, that we take a refuge in him? We obey and we follow his instructions, his words from the Old Testament, New Testament, and the Apocrypha. His word. Now, imagine when Solomon wrote this. Well, again, what was the only scripture that Solomon had? What was the only word Solomon had at this time? When Solomon wrote this scripture, it was less than what we have available to us today. There obviously was no New Testament at this time. Hell, at this time when Solomon wrote this, there was no there was no apocrypha. So how much I mean if we just put our faith and trust in the words of God, that he went through the, through the whole process of making sure his word got written down for us to study, for us to put that work in, to show that we trust in him. Not because we just said a prayer at night. 
Not because we're, we're negotiating with God, but if you pay my bills, God, I, I can trust you. Okay, God, if you, if you make sure no, no pain, suffering, and affliction ever comes to me, I never feel any sorrow, any grief, any mourning, and you just make my life completely happy uh, uh, 365 days out of the year, 24 hours a day, seven days a week, and you cater to everything I want, and, and then I'll put my trust in you. You can't read that shit nowhere in the Bible. I'm sorry. I'm sorry to cuss y'all. We better go back there and look at things like how Abraham was tried and tested, and how he put his faith in God, and the most I brought him through from all the suffering and things he was going through. We better go back and check out uh, 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 jo- uh, Joseph, the things he went through, and had to prove himself. Things Job went through, had to prove himself. The things Isaiah went through, the things Jeremiah went through, the things Habakkuk went through. We're to go back and read. What kind of sufferings did Moses have to deal with and deal with our hard-headed asses? Our stiff-necked rebellious, ready to kill him at a drop of a piece of corn. We was ready to kill Moses. But he still kept his faith and trust in the Most High and God's word regardless of the circumstances and, and what was happening. We better go study these things, brother and sister. God didn't have all, thousands or hundreds and thousands of years compiled in these books that we now call the Bible for no reason. He didn't have all this history compiled in this, in this book that we call the Bible just to make some Bible hymns so we can get a tambourine and a banjo and, and an organ player and, and just sing songs. Right? From another study Bible, the Beeren study Bible, the Beeren study Bible, it says every word of God is flawless. He is a shield to those who take refuge in him. The Beeren study Bible, the word of God is flawless. And yeah, one of the video games uh, talks about, you know, uh, Mortal Kombat, I think it is, flawless victory. Well, guess what? Every word of God is flawless. Are we going to have enough faith that we're going to do God's word that we see from the Old Testament, that we see from, from the Apostle as well as the New Testament? Are we going to put our faith and trust in what was God had written, knowing that God had written down so that it is flawless, so that we can put our trust in it? So we can take our refuge in what it says. All right? From the Common English Version Bible, from the Common English Version Bible of Proverbs chapter 30 and verse 5, the Common English Version Bible reads this. Everything God says is true. Is true. I love that. The Common English Version. Everything God says is true. And and it's a shield for all who come to him for safety. What's the shield to all who come to him for safety? Everything God says. Everything God says for us to do in the midst of affliction, adversity. From the Good News Bible, from the Good News Bible says, God keeps every promise he makes. He is, a, he is like a shield for all who seek his protection. But do we, are we really following God's word? 
Are we really following his instructions? From the Jewish, uh, uh, Jewish uh, uh, Publication Society, the, the Jewish uh, Publication Society, right? It says, every word of God is tried. We, well, we, read, we read this, we got we this before. Um, From the the LSV, which is the let me pull this up real quick. The LSV. The international the international standard version. Is this the LSV or ISV? The literal standard version, from the literal standard version, all right, from the literal standard version, it says this. Every saying of God is tried. Every saying of God is tried. That's why he is a shield to those trusting in him. I really hope we're establishing, again, from series one to this part right here, I hope I'm really getting this kind of painted and it's coming across how important it is that we stick to God's word in history, God's word through the scriptures, from the Old Testament all the way to the New Testament. I pray that this is the message that's coming across, and I'm trying to stress how important this is that we stick to the whole Bible and not just think that because we are a scripture of the New Testament, then now I understand everything it is about Jesus Christ. Because if that's the case, brothers and sisters, be warned that we might actually be denying Christ by doing things like that. All right? So all that being said, let's go back to Isaiah chapter 8 now. Let's go back to Isaiah chapter 8. I'm going to read verse 13, and then we're going to verse 14. All right? Let's go back to Isaiah chapter 8 now. And it reads, Sanctify the Lord of hosts himself, and let him be your fear, and let him be your dread. And brothers and sisters, we've covered this for the past two series. I'm not going to go back through this whole thing again. I want to now jump into verse 14. All right? I'm going to go now read on with verse 14. All right? Everything we've, we've done up until this point from the part three and part four is reflecting and trying to bring some light edification to Isaiah chapter 8, verse 13. All right? Now we're going on to verse 14. Isaiah chapter 8, verse 14. It says, and he shall be for a sanctuary. This is what, brothers and sisters, oh, and we're not going to go through this precept by precept, precept by precept, line upon line, line upon line, here a little, there a little. If we're not going to uh, study, just so that's a proven unto God, a workman who needs not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth, and all the different words and all the different aspects of what, this, of what that scripture means. First of all, it tells you if we do it the right way, the most High is going to be a sanctuary. God's word is going to be a sanctuary. To do what God says is going to be our sanctuary. But reading on with verse 14, it says, But for a stone of stumbling and for a rock of offense to both the houses of Israel, for a gin and for a snare, and to the inhabitants of Jerusalem. 
what this is telling us, if we're not going to go through this the right way and we're going to just be stubborn, stiff-necked, prideful, um, I'm not going to be told anything that, it, it, that why I got to follow that, I'm going to do it my own way. I, you know, from Frank Sinatra, I did it my way. Bobby Brown's is my prerogative. To, what, what, I'm sure there's plenty more new songs that share the same message, that this Bible is written to be a stone of stumbling. It's meant that there's going to be some scriptures and some things that are going to make you fall. They're going to make you stumble. And it's telling you that there's going to be scriptures that are going to be a, for a rock of offense. You're going to get offended. If we're not going to walk through these scriptures the right way, it's written and it's put together so perfectly by design, on purpose, for people to get offended. Because you don't want to put that work in. Don't want to put that study in. Don't want to receive the instructions in righteousness. Don't want to be reproved. Don't want to be corrected. Don't want to be. Don't want to do it the right way. Like our four, the Israelite foreparents, like our ancestors have been doing since the days of of, of Egypt, coming out coming out of Egypt under Moses. Have you read how how much the Israelites were offended at Moses having to follow the rules that that Moses was getting from God? the laws that Moses and the direction that we had to follow from God through Moses, how offended we got and how many times we wanted to kill him in light of, which, which is, which is mind blowing, which is mind boggling to consider how hard headed, how stiff necked, how stubborn, how, how pathetic we are to see all the plagues that just hit, hit Egypt for our, for us to witness God's power. To see from the the, 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 the water turning the blood, the night, the, the, the locusts, the lice, the flies, the frogs, the um uh, the boils, the uh the, the darkness, the Passover. All the firstborn of the Egyptians died from, from beasts and people to the Red Sea. We literally walked through dry land through the the resting on dry land and saw the Egyptian army, those that survived, that was coming for our destruction, swallowed up in the Red Sea. Well, we just walked through safely because of God, because of the Lord God. We got an Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. In spite of all that was happening and that we saw and witnessed and were the benefactors of, three days beyond the Red Sea, we was already bitching, ready to go back to Egypt and kill Moses again. After just three days? Those were all four parents who had to witness, actually saw the Most High and, and his, his power, and we still bitched and found complaint and wasn't satisfied and was given every reason why we should go back to Egypt. That being quick to voice our regret of why we came in here to follow you and your God, Moses. We should have stayed back in Egypt where we were used to. If we're not careful, women and sisters, we, it, 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 it's a hair's breadth, the width of a piece of hair, how easy it is to fall back into that shit. To fall back into that mentality where 
Our minds have not been purified. Our minds, our spirit have not been sanctified. And we will be quick to follow some corrupt man's doctrines, philosophies, or traditions that we got from our parents, that we got from the world. Their idea of survival, their idea of wisdom, their idea of stability. We will follow that. And the words of God, which are tried and are supposed to be for a sanctuary, are going to be for a stone of stumbling and for a rock of offense to both the houses of Israel and a gin and a snare to the inhabitants of Jerusalem. That covers all Israelites. That covers all Israelites. That this this will be a snare, a trap. You can't get past. Verse 15, Isaiah chapter 8, verse 15. And many among them shall stumble and fall and be broken and be snared and be taken. We're not reading these scriptures. These scriptures aren't getting read in anybody's church. Not this type of history right here. This book, God's word, if we're not going to go through it the right way, it is put together so you get offended and you get trapped in your feelings and your traditions and your customs. It's designed that way so that many, verse 15, many among them shall stumble and fall and be broken and be snared and be taken. If we ain't careful. I'm hoping as we get to this Isaiah chapter 8, I'm hoping that for those who have been following along in the series from the To Deny the True Birth of Christ, part one, two, three, and now in part four, I hope you've got those under your belt as we're getting this right here, that, that this might, you might understand the significance of what we're going over, what we're covering right now. Now, if this is your first time hearing it right now, uh, 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 this part of the series, not a problem. Please go back and check out parts uh, one through three that leads up to this. Please go ahead and, and check it out so you can try and absorb some of the, the significance of what's being brought out, of how God, the God of the Bible, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, how he does things. Well, let, let, me, let me find the scripture. I didn't, I didn't have it in my, in my class originally, but I'm, I'm going to get it now. Um, give me one second. Let me check some of these messages off. I'm going to get some text in. Hopefully, there ain't no spam. Let's see here. All right. Okay. Not important right now. Um, mark this red. Delete. Delete. All right, cool. I can clear this. All right, cool. Um, let me find the description now. Search button.
Give me one second, y'all. Let's go to Job chapter 12 or 16. I ain't pulled this scripture in a long time. Let's go to Job chapter 12 or 16. Just to get straight to the point. And understanding how the God of the Bible really operates and how the God of the Bible really works, which is so far what we've learned through tradition, through religion, or what have you. Job chapter 12 or 16 says this. With him is strength and wisdom. The deceived and the deceiver are his. If God wants you to be deceived, he set that up. The deceived and the deceiver. If you got deceived, guess who? Guess why you're in that predicament? Pride, hard-headed, stubborn, stiff-necked. Don't you think God has strength and wisdom? But we know better based on how we feel, based on what our parents showed us, our family showed us, based on how the world, everybody in the world does things. And we're thinking that that must be a better way than what God has. Come on, brothers and sisters, do we really throw away? And unfortunately, we do. How did the serpent come to Eve in the garden? You're the most I already lay out for Adam and Eve everything they needed to have dominion over the whole entire planet, dominion over everything, rulership, power, authority, over the whole entire planet. What was, what else could be lacking? But the serpent was able to get in Eve's head to show her, get her to believe that there's something wiser, there's something greater than what God had provided. Then the laws, the way, the order that God had established, it was presented to Eve that there's something wiser. There's something that you're not looking at. There's something better. And if she brought that to Adam, and Adam just losing his damn mind, followed her in that madness. Do we really think that God doesn't have strength and wisdom, that his word is true? But now, if we don't believe that God has strength and God has wisdom, the deceived and the deceiver are his. All right. Now the scripture obviously I always pull with the scripture. I'm just gonna find it real quick also. If not, we're gonna move on. Come on, computer. Um Check this out, y'all. This is scary. This is a, does not go with any of the traditions or customs that we've learned in any type of church or religion. I'm going to say that right now. When we read Ezekiel, behind Job 12, 16, check out Oh, I'm going to start at Ezekiel chapter 14. I'm going to start at verse 6. 
Ezekiel chapter 14, I'm sorry, verse 6, I'm going to read down. Ezekiel chapter 14, verse 6. This is the Lord God telling Ezekiel, you better get them. Uh, I'm paraphrasing for everything in a nutshell. Ezekiel chapter 14, verse 6 says, Therefore, say unto the house of Israel, Thus saith the Lord God, Repent, and turn yourselves from your idols, and turn away your faces from all your abominations. We just we were just reading Isaiah chapter eight, verse fifteen. We came to Job twelve sixteen. Now we're here in Ezekiel. Now we're here in Ezekiel fourteen and six. Speaking to the Israelites, our forefathers. You better turn you from your idols, the things that you find sentimental, the things you find important, the things you attach yourself to, the things that have a special meaning to you. That's when you, when you make an idol. Turn you from your idols and turn away your faces from all your abominations. For everything God can't stand, turn your, turn your face away from it. Don't be looking at it like now, well, you don't see what's wrong with it. You ever see like 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 um uh <clears throat> if I try and give this example. If you have younger children and there's a uh unfortunately in, 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 in the movies today or T V shows today, they can show some type of, of homosexuality or something adult, inappropriate, I'm gonna say it like that. Just to keep this easy. Something adult or inappropriate. Why would a parent tell their children, that when something inappropriate is on TV, they'll say, turn away your head. Well, they should say, turn away your head. Cover your eyes. Why would a parent say that to a child? Because what's being seen, don't look at this. Don't look at this thing. It's, it's, it's wrong. Why we can't get that understanding? Because I, I, I'm answering one question. We're that stubborn and stiff-necked. We understand how we can tell that to, to children, but for that to be told to us, no, I'm grown. Yeah, you still have the kids because they're kids, but I'm grown. How are you going to tell me something, something that I like? You do what you do, so why can't I do what I do? You do what you how come I can't do what I like? We are that stubborn and hard-headed. On, on our own sense of justice, we refuse to be corrected. And because of that, God says, Look, hey, I'm writing this book, so you're going to get offended. I'm writing this, my word, so you're going to stumble, that you might fall and be broken because you want to hold on to what you think is good, pure, wholesome, sentimental. And you won't turn away your face from your abominations. You keep looking at what you think what you like, what you want, and you won't turn your face away from it. Verse 7, Ezekiel chapter 14, verse 7. For everyone, are we listen to the words, Ezekiel chapter 14, verse 7. For everyone of the house of Israel, or of the stranger that sojourneth in Israel, will separate himself from me, and set up his idols and his Heart. We know, brothers and sisters, that whenever we, we go into the scriptures, the heart is talking about the mind. 
listen to what God is saying. I hope we're catching this. I hope we're catching what God's putting down. For every one of the house of Israel, okay, of Israel, or the stranger, that's a judge in Israel. So the house of Israel, even the strangers that are in Israel, was separating himself from me. I'm not going to do it God's way. I'm going to keep my face on, on my abominations. I'm going to keep my face, and I don't think it's an abomination. I don't see what's wrong with it. That separates himself from me and sets up his idols in his mind. I'm going to go by what I worship, honor, cherish, find sentimental to me. Of what's in my mind. Okay, this is the response of God now. And put uh, the stumbling block of his iniquity before his face. I'm going to keep tripping over this because I like it. I won't let it go. So I'm going to keep tripping over it because I like this, what, this thing in my mind, what I find special, what I find good, what I, what I like to do and what my family likes to do, what my friends like to do. I'm going to keep stumbling over this because I'm not going to let it go. All right? And coming to a prophet to inquire of him concerning me. And uh, we, 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 we don't want to change. We're going to keep in our minds what I find special, good, wholesome, pure, um, nothing wrong, nothing bad, because my, my parents like it, my family likes it, how we grew up like it. It's, just a, it's the tradition. This is what, we, we, what we're doing. So I'm not going to let it go. But I'm going to come to God and ask of God. I'm going to go to a prophet and ask a prophet about God now. And I've got all this baggage I'm holding on to. Listen to what God says in verse Ezekiel 14 and 7. I, the Lord, will answer him by myself. You ain't good. God is saying, you ain't good to the prophet. I, I got you. I'm going to ask you by myself. I got you. Verse 8. And I will set my face against that man and will make him a sign and a proverb, and I will cut him off from the midst of my people. And you shall know that I am the Lord. This person is going to fall. I'm going to separate them. They're going to fall be broken. They're going to be offended. Because they they're not trying to follow me in the first place. They're going to put this false, fake uh, front up, like they're really about the most high, that we're really about God. But we're not going to let go of the things that we find special in our own minds, our own hearts, that's special to us. We're going to keep doing the things that are abominable to him. But it will come to him like, now, God, be, God, help me. God, aren't you supposed to be the God that if anybody comes to ask you for anything, you're supposed to grant it to them? You're supposed to help them so they have more faith in you, God? God said, no, no, I'm going to cut him off from the midst of my people. And you should know that I am the Lord. Check out verse, verse 9 now. Ezekiel chapter 14, verse 9. And if the prophet be deceived when he has spoken a thing, I, the Lord, have deceived that prophet. And I will stretch out my hand upon him and will destroy him from the midst of my people Israel. Verse 10. And they shall bear the punishment of their iniquity, the punishment of the prophet shall be even as the punishment of him that seeketh unto him. So we don't hold on to the things that we like, we hold on to, we find near and dear to ourselves. 
that God has already stated, I can't stand, don't do it, let it go. And then we don't try to go to God like, God, help me with this, answer me with this, God, I love you. God said, you come to me that way, I got you. I'm about to cut you out. You're going to really be offended. You, you're really about to be offended and mad and fall back and be broken. Because the prophet you go to, I'm going to deceive that prophet. That one, you, you can have itching ears. You only want to hear what you want to hear anyway. You don't want to be really corrected by God. We don't want to be corrected by God's righteousness. We want somebody to cater to how we feel that's going to go along with what we see, what we feel, what we think. God said, I got you. I'm going to send you that prophet there. That person, you, you just really want to get that one that you are, that is going to tell you what you want to hear? I got you. I got you. That way I can destroy you and him. Again, it's equal fortune and chance. And they shall bear the punishment of their iniquity. Y'all going to follow your own opinions? Because it's what y'all don't put together, but y'all don't see, so you don't see why it's wrong? You don't see why this might be, why, why, why God might have a problem with this? So you're going to keep doing it anyway? Cool. They shall bear the punishment of their iniquity. The punishment of the prophet shall be even as the punishment of him that speaketh to him. You both can get punished then. Because you only went to him for him to tell you what you wanted to hear in the first place. And for that prophet not to be deceived, remember, if, if, if anybody is deceived, I, the Lord, have deceived him. And why? Verse 11. And why? Ezekiel chapter 14, verse 11. That the house of Israel may go no more astray from me, neither be polluted anymore with all their transgressions, but that they may be my people and I may be their God, saith the Lord God. Cool. I'm separating. The ones who are not going to do it the way I have it set up, this is designed for you to fall so I can just deal with the ones that want to follow me the way I want to be followed. Um, it's being set up so that you do get offended. A person does stumble, fall. I, you, you, this don't make sense to you because you won't let your mind get purified. You won't let your spirit get 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 cleaned. Cool. But again, this is part of that study that nobody really wants to get into. This is that pretty part. Cool. Yeah, I gotta get this here. So now let's go back. Let me let me let me let me get this. I got I gotta insert this. Um, yeah. Cool. Got that. All right. Cool. So let's go back now to Isaiah chapter eight verse fifteen. Now we got all that understanding. All right. Let's go back to Isaiah chapter eight verse verse fifteen, and it says, "I'm start verse fourteen. Isaiah chapter 8, verse 14, and he shall be for a sanctuary, meaning the most high. By us, by us doing things the right way, understand that God's word is pure, is tried. He's a shield to those that put their trust in him, put their strength in him, put their refuge in him. Um, he will be their protection. He'll be their breastplate. He'll be the safety. All right? But who ain't trying to do it that way, I want to keep following my own mind. I want to do it my own way. I want to keep going by the traditions and the feelings and things I was taught by my family, by the world, or what, what have you. I'm going. I'm sticking to that. I'm gonna to stick to my intuition. Okay. Now, 
You make this easy. And he said before a sanctuary. But, I'm in Isaiah 8, 14. But for a stone of stumbling and for a rock of offense to both the houses of Israel, for a gin and for a snare, to the inhabitants of Jerusalem. And many among them shall stumble and fall and be broken and be snared and be taken. With that being said, because we don't want to follow the right path, the straight way, the, uh, the narrow way. I don't want to be led. I don't want to be corrected. I want to be somebody to tell me that my way of looking at things, what I'm feeling is correct and that I don't have to change and that, no, but you telling me God's word this way that you're really off because I found this other prophet, I found this other teacher who agrees with how I see things. Again, brother says, why are there over 45,000 different Christian religions? Because I don't agree with this rule. I don't agree with that. So I'm going to find a church where I can be accepted for how I look at things. I can be accepted how I, for how I see things. And this church and this body of people, they accept my way of looking at it. They don't go out their way to offend me. They don't go out their way to, 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 to uh, make me feel, to feel like I need to be corrected. They agree that the way I see things is the right way of seeing things. Power to you. You said that. That's your heart. That's your mind. That's your actions. Now this is what Christ. Now this is what the Bible says here. Isaiah eight sixteen. Bind up the testimony. Seal the law among my disciples. To bind up something means to tie it up, to wrap it up. So it says bind up the testimony. What's the testimony? Like when you go to court, the eyewitnesses get on the stand and give what a testimony of what they saw. Cool. So understand what God is saying right here. Bind up the testimony and seal the law among my disciples. Remember, the word disciples means students. So the, the, once we're going to get the right testimony, you're going to be able to say the right things. Bind up the testimony with them. Wrap them up to protect them. And then seal the law among my disciples. My disciples seal them with how I do things. The ones that are following, that are really the students of the Most High, not just trying to find somebody who's going to tell them what they want to hear and do things, they, they want to do things, and that they don't have to be corrected, they, that, that, well, what am I doing wrong? Why, why, why is this wrong? Why is that wrong? How come I do it this way? How, how come, why, why is, why, how come every time I come to you, you're showing me something I'm doing wrong? You know what, that's why I don't like going to this church, because at least this church over here, they, they, I like to sing, so this church is a lot more singing. So over here, I'm accepted. Over there, y'all, y'all, it's too stuffy. Y'all, y'all look at too many scriptures. Y'all do this, that, or whatever. Y'all can't let me be free. That's why I'm going to go to this church over here. Until they do something that offends me. So I said, cool. Bind up the testimony. Seal the law among my disciples. Let's go into this. This is going to be the last part of this class for today. Let's look at this Isaiah eight sixteen. Let's look at a couple other ver- a couple other versions of Isaiah eight sixteen of, of what this scripture now means. Hopefully that we're now keeping it in context. Because a lot of people use this scripture Isaiah eight sixteen. A lot of Israelites still use this, and they only go to verse sixteen. But to give us why he said, "Bind up the testimony, seal the law among my disciples." 
because of how rebellious and how all the house of Israel and, and Jerusalem is going to fall and stumble at the word of God, because it's written precept on precept, precept on precept, line upon line, line upon line, here a little, there a little, rule upon rule, command upon command, instruction upon instruction. And because we don't want to follow that, it's written that way for us to fall. But for the ones who are going to go the, in the right path, the way God wants it to go, by following his word, not a dream, not an intuition, not a feeling, not the tradition of the world, tradition of the people I grew up with, but we're actually going to follow God's word, put our trust and faith and refuge in the word of God. Bind the testimony among them. Seal it off. Give it to them. Make sure they got it. Isaiah 8, 16 from the Bible and basic English. Isaiah chapter 8, verse 16 from the Bible and basic English. Let my teaching be kept secret. Are you hearing this? Let my teaching be kept secret, and my words be given to my disciples only. My goodness. The common English version. My message and my teachings are to be sealed and given to my followers. The common English version. My message and my teachings are to be sealed and given to my followers. Let my teaching be kept secret and my words be given to my disciples only. Find the testimony. Seal the law among my disciples. The Good News Bible. The Good News Bible. You, my disciples, are to guard and preserve the messages that God has given me. Guard and preserve the message that God has given me. Don't give it to nobody else. They ain't going to hear it anyway. In the International Standard Version, the International Standard Version, it says, bind them to testimony and seal up the teaching among my disciples. Seal up the teaching. Don't teach. Don't let, they're not, no one else is going to get this. They're not meant to get it. If Israelites, you only follow what you want to hear and what you want to do anyway. You, you want to, we want to come to God with what we find special, what we find um, uh, good, what we find uh, uh, sentimental. And then we're going to try to come to God like, God, will you answer me, God? Will you build me, God? Will you help me? He's like, you going to really come to me with all that crap? And I'm supposed to be serious of what you're saying? God, I'm, God's supposed to take you serious, and you're bringing everything he hates. You're bringing a mindset of what's valuable to you, but not to him? And he's supposed to take us serious? <sighs> the Jewish Publication Society, from the Jewish Publication Society, bind up the testimony, seal the instruction among my disciples. Bind up the testimony, seal the instruction among my disciples. Brothers and sisters, again, and it, it, it's a lead up, and and in these series that we're going to, it's a, it's a lead up, it's a build up of how important it is that if we're not going to go through this Bible the right way, it's meant for it to be a stumbling block. It's meant for you not to get it. It's meant to be a rock of offense. If you're going to keep holding on to what you, the traditions, the feelings, the sentiments, your own way of looking at it, you don't want to receive instruction. We want to really walk through these scriptures the right way. 
is meant for you to stumble and fall and be taken. It's meant for you to go find somebody who will tell you what you want to hear. That's scary, y'all. You know what that's scary? Let's get this. This last scripture, I see the time is, is waning. I want you to write it two hours for those who might be on the computer. Let's go to, let me pull this up. Uh, let's go to Hebrews. And it's probably going to be the last scripture for today, but y'all, probably the last scripture for today. Let's go to Hebrews. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 5. As I, this is my last 90 seconds. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 5. And you have forgotten the exhortation which speaketh unto you as unto children. My son, despise not thou the chastening of the Lord, nor faint when thou art rebuked of him. For whom the Lord loveth, he chasteneth and scourges every son whom he receiveth. Verse 7. Hebrews 12, verse 7. If you did chastening, God did with you as with sons. For what son is he whom the father chasteneth not? But if you be without chastisement, whereof all are made partakers, then are you bastards and not sons. Who? If God's to the point where he's just telling what you want to hear, and you find people that disagree with you? Mm, 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 mm. You talk about Santa Claus, you better watch out. If you get to the point where people just tell me what you want to hear and you ain't being corrected by nothing, and you keep just doing what you feel is right, special, sentimental, good, based on, on, on your traditions, family traditions, or what have you, be careful. If God gets one where he ain't trying to tell you nothing else, he's tired of trying to talk to you because you're that hard-headed, oh, that's when it's scary. That's when it's scary. So with that, brothers and sisters, we're going to end in our, our class with that today. That's right at our two-hour mark. I want to thank everybody for, for, who did tune in. Um, and today is Wednesday. So I invite you to please check out um, uh, Sport of Truth. Uh, Word of Truth, San Antonio, Texas, on YouTube tonight, starting at 7, going from 7 to 10, uh, as well as uh, if you don't check them out, you can also check out um, the uh, SOW, the Stream of Wisdom, uh, Houston, Texas, uh, uh, Stream of Wisdom, on YouTube as well, from 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. If you want to check out the Houston class first, they go from 7 to 9, and they come back and catch the, 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 the last of the Word of Truth, so that you get both classes, and help, help uh, like, share, and subscribe to both classes. Nobody said you can't do that. Nobody said that you can't do that. And then join us again tomorrow. Um, I'm going to check with the brother Tata Pa. Uh, uh, if he's going to be doing his class in the morning, now, depending on his work schedule, or it's going to be in the evening, and we're, we're going to see what happens. If he happens to be caught up where he has to work tomorrow, then I'll be filling in again for tomorrow, and we're going to continue with the series. All right, we're going to continue with the series. So with that, uh, for Bible Talk, my name is Mashaba. Thank you for tuning in. And with that, I'm going to say shalom.
Yes, sir. 